Welcome back to the Becoming Shameless podcast. I am your host, Nicholas Wallace. Your host, Josiah Baines. And th- today's episode is Can We Be Friends? Today we'll be speaking about friendship and the importance of it as well as many things that are comes with friendship. So just to start off with the importance of friendship, we all know the quality of your friendships can shape the quality of your life. And, you know, it's very important to like have friends because friends can become family. Um, friendships are probably uh, the second most important relationship in your adulthood life growing up from you know childhood to adulthood. And what's the first? Your spouse? Yeah, the first is your spouse. The second, I say, is friendships. When it comes to, you know, just molding and shaping the person that you're going to be in life. So um, a lot of people need need to re-evaluate, you know, who, who they got around them and what kind of friendships they have. And, definitely. You, know, you definitely need to look into more seriously what, what are the friends that you have around you and who you want around you. And, you know, not just having anybody in your circle. You know, a lot of people love to have that, say they had that close circle, but you really you got, like, 30 friends. It's like, dang. Yeah, not even just that. The friends you have, what are they on? Exactly. Because you are who you hang with. And even though if you might not do the same exact thing, to everybody else, that's what you're known for. Facts. So it's like, even if it's not the truth, that's become your truth. I'm not even going to lie, though. It's, it's a little different, at least from uh, my perspective, because... You know, I've been rocking with the same. We've been rock, rocking with the same. I haven't really made a whole lot of new, new like friends. friends. Yeah, I've been rocking with the same people since I was in like fourth grade. So, it's it's it's. I ain't really had no trouble really trying to trying to find friends, but I did. You know, Cause you when, know, I, I went out to college because it's like uh-huh. they say your college friends are gonna be your closest friends, and uh-huh. I struggle because, like, you are who you hang with. But I'm like. You've known this, like, I've had the privilege to actually explore life before college, like, go out and enjoy myself, because you've seen, like, my parents gave me freedom because I never got in trouble, and, you know, as long as I was being responsible about it, so when you get to college, you realize a lot of people didn't have certain luxuries, so their priorities are different than mine, so because I'm used to it, I'm not phased about no party, but they, they'll do anything to go to a party to the point they'll like leave their friends or they want to do their homework and their priorities are all screwed and it's like I don't want to associate like it's no bad blood but I don't you know what I'm saying that's not where my values and morals lie where I have to do like put prioritize having fun over taking care of my friendships and make sure they're okay because you see so many situations where like people will leave their friends at parties or where right. their friends will be drunk and they just record them and it's like you know what I'm saying? I understand it's a memory, but it's like you're embarrassing your friend. Like, their priorities be so wrong. Right. And so it's like, me, I was kind of already past that phase, which I think in a lot of friendships, we never really addressed the whole topic of placement. Like, and it's after high school, you see it more because in high school, it's like, even before high school, your whole life is in a scheduled trajectory until you graduate high school. Everybody's at the same place. Right. And once you graduate, you're, you might be different places, phys- like physically, like different states, mm-hmm. emotionally, spiritually. Like some people got their stuff together and some don't. And they told us that, mm-hmm. but we didn't take it serious. But then you really see like the drop off in people. Like some people don't got their stuff together. Yeah. So it's like we never really address the the feelings of outgrowing certain friendships, which we will address. Uh, another 
topic about importance, um, who do you want to, you got to ask yourself, who do you want to do life with? And that's, that's, I think, a really important question. Just how people, like I said, the number one relationship I feel like is the most important is your spouse. Um, Who do you, what do you look for in a spouse? Because a lot of people be like, you know, they look for certain qualities in a spouse where, you know, be letting anybody be their friend. Not to bash, you know what I'm saying? If you got a bad friend, I'm not saying that, you know, that you a a, a bad uh, picker of friends and, and stuff like that. You just need to have a little bit more diligence. And I had to learn to have a little bit more diligence myself with who I was hanging around and really just start to evaluate. Uh, is this somebody that, that I really want in my circle? And like I said, though, I've, I've, I've had a, a pretty close circle majority of my life so I really can't speak on that too much because I haven't been there so uh, I ain't gonna lie, I've always had a lot of people I've always like people always gravitate to me and I kind of struggle with friendships because I realize a lot of relationships in life are very transactional for a lot of yes. people and a, I feel like everything runs off the ego a lot of people surround themselves with people that make them feel good about themselves rather than people that better them mm-hmm. so I, I've come into problems where it's like I know that sometimes even myself or you hear like a lot of people, people, a lot of people are people pleasers because they walk on eggshells mm-hmm. to keep the peace because they know if they see something that somebody doesn't like they'll cut the whole friendship off mm-hmm. and in reality that's not really a friendship and I think a lot of people need to learn that I put them in categories you have friends can become family so you have your family mm-hmm. friends associates and people you're just cordial with. Mm-hmm. I believe in demotion. And I believe, how I see it is, mm-hmm. friendships have to be renewed. It's a subscription in my book. <laughs> you have to renew it every year because I'm not the same person mm-hmm. I was last year. Right. So you can, you may know me from the past, but you don't know this new version of me. So unless you renew that, we're no longer friends. You could be like, for example, I have people I consider my brother, mm-hmm. but they're not my friends. Mm-hmm. Love you like a brother dearly, mm-hmm. but you're not my friend. <laughs> You don't know me anymore. Yeah. You know the old me. Yeah. And we're close. Like, we have a close bond. Mm-hmm. But, like, you, you need me, I'll be there. But I wouldn't consider you my friend. I'm not trying to talk to you. Yeah. And that might sound bad, weird, but <laughs> I don't. Just people I consider my brother, I don't talk to like that. Because yeah, exactly. I've, I've known you for so many years. Yeah. To the point, you slept out my house for years. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Or, like, I've always, we've always been, like, growing up together. So it's like, oh, you're my brother, but you're not my friend. Exactly. We're not even on the same level. Like I said, we're different places. Even intellectually, like, you're here. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to say I'm better than you, but, like, on certain stuff, you need to grow, and I can't. You know what I'm saying? You're not growing with me, so you can't come with me. Because if anything, you're gonna halt it. Yeah, you're gonna halt my growth. So it's like I just kind of keep a distance. Yeah. See from a distance. I I. In terms of uh, the types of friends, right? Me, I'm more of a. Uh, uh, I doesn't matter who you are. I I honestly have gravitated towards. Uh, having male and female friends, which mm. is kind of that which, is yeah. kinda, which is kind of a, a issue in in some in some people's book and some people's spaces. You know, hey, I'm not gonna lie to y'all, bro. If you are sitting there talking about you got a girl, a a, a female friend or a, a girl who got a guy friend, do not be out here lying talking about some. Oh, that's that's because you know in high school, bro. People was like, "Yeah, that's my best." That's my bestie. Knowing dang well what y'all was doing, but 
respect now, but um, female friends I feel like are just important as as a, a male having male friends. They're human. A yeah. male having female friends, and For I sure. don't really people. I don't think people take as much um, account into having friends of the opposite sex because, and really, what that means because I'm gaining a a, a perspective. I was gonna say that. Dang. And the insight into uh, the other side of uh, the gender spectrum and excluding like LGBTQ plus I don't want to you know what I'm saying get into that but you know just yeah. learning um, you know females and, and the way they think and getting a female perspective because I know a lot of times for me um, it's hard to under, understand a, what a female is really thinking I'd be so frustrated sometimes with you know, whether it's my sister, the, the my mom, my girl, the females in my life, it's like, why are you, why, like, this doesn't compute to me, but having a female friend really, uh, throughout the years has really helped me to be able to be like, oh, okay, this is how uh, generally uh, a female thinks and, and uh, understands things and what she's ran off of um, on a day-to-day in her mind, so. I have a statement. Mm-hmm. Anybody who does not see the benefit in having friends of the opposite sex does not value wisdom. Because if you value wisdom, you value perspective, which gives sight to understanding. Mm-hmm. You can't sit here and say, oh, you know what I'm saying, I'm wise, or I'm so smart, everybody's this. And if you don't have, like, any man who does not have a woman as a friend, mm-hmm. I don't true like, I, I respect you, but your opinion to me is kind of, like, not as, like, strong. Because mm-hmm. it's like, why? Because we really break it down, especially for like a man, for men. Most men who don't have women as friends are entitled, and that's why they they treat women as relationships with them are transactional, mm. and those transactions are usually either sexual or romantic. And if it's not that, I don't see the point in befriending them. Mm. To the point, you're not even treating a woman like they're a human, and I I don't like that. I don't condone it either. Mm-hmm. It's like they're people, and I realize even like how it's transactional. A lot of times, girls use guys as placeholders until they get a boyfriend. Right. And the moment they get a boyfriend, what do I need my him for? Yeah, that's a great. That's a placeholder. That's a great word. That is an absolutely great word. Yeah, like it's it, it, it's, it's it's really unfair. But I also like attribute it. Like you always tell you, whatever you look at, whatever you listen to, into mm-hmm. your subconscious mind. We've been conditioned to as men to not see the value in strictly platonic friendships. Like think about it. All the kid shows you watch growing up, the guy best friend always ended up with the girl best friend. Mm-hmm. Or what a lot of men do do, which they do in the shows too, they settle for a friendship. Mm-hmm. And they hope for like something to like come up later. And that's not genuine. It's, it's okay. Sometimes people are just better off as friends. And I have my fair share of losing female women as friends because I try to take it to another level. And then I really learned the hard way like, oh... I should have just kept her as a friend because as a friend, you know what I'm saying, I don't have to hold you as, I have to hold you accountable, but I don't have to see you as much. I don't have to deal with you as much. So your lack of communication, though I may not like it, you know what I'm saying, I'm not dealing with it as frequently, but I'm going to talk to you all the time. Your lack of communication, that's a red flag. That's not going to fly with me in an actual relationship that I'm in romantically. And now it's like, I can't be friends with you because you may have cared, you may have handled something in a way to which it's like non-negotiable. I have to cut the relationship off. Uh, I think a big part of um, getting past that, like you said, a lot of men to women and a lot of women to men be um, having uh, kind of this hope, like, hey, like, you know, hopefully 
you know, if I'm their friend long enough, then you know what I'm saying, then we can, you know, spark something new or, or something like that. I think a main uh, mindset that you have to have is being able to endure delayed gratification, right? So you have to be able to see past, not, I know for me, right, I'm not gonna lie to you, right? If I'm, I'm friends with somebody, um, most of the friends that I have, they're not like, I don't want to be like too specific, too not specific, too like rude or nothing, but Talk they're not bad looking people. You know what I'm saying? Man, like, women are beautiful. All they, my female friends, I ain't gonna lie, most of them they exactly. So it's bad. like you have to be able to to have the discipline to to not even act on it. Exactly to look to look past them just being a, a good looking person. Like just because you got good looking people or around good looking people. That doesn't mean that that somebody is automatically trying to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pursue that kind of relationship with them, like, uh, especially, hey, I'm not gonna lie to you, especially uh, this day and age, not this, but the age we're at, you know, everybody from high school is is a lot more mature, and everybody's in that mature stage where there is a lot of, um, physically or mentally, physically. Oh, wow. physically, not mentally. <laughs> There's a lot say. of. Everybody's like at their at their peak age, you know what I'm saying? So we got everybody going their to prime. the club. Their, yeah, everybody's in their prime. So of course you're gonna have if you have friends at this age, you're gonna have people who who are good looking people. But you can't you can't allow just somebody like like it's crazy. I think I sent you that video of the jump that people make, especially men make to oh she's a good looking female. I have to have sex with her. Like that's like. That's like a crazy. And when, sex when, complicates everything. When you think about it, the jump from seeing somebody and being like they look good to automatically like I'm gonna have sex with them. That's that's a crazy jump. Which I'm not gonna lie, I had I've had those moments too where it's just like I believe I believe we put I put them. I always tell them I was an RA in college. Uh-huh. I'd always tell the girls the moment a man sees you, he knows what he wants from you. I think the problem is people aren't intentional. And I feel like we put them in categories. You have the girl you would sleep with, mm-hmm. the girl you would cuff, mm-hmm. and the girl you want to do with. <laughs> because you're not, let's be real, but most of us are shallow to an extent. Facts. You're not approaching somebody because you think they're cool. How mm-hmm. do you think somebody's cool? You can't see that. Exactly. You, you approach them because they're attractive. Exactly. And you settle most of the time. Most of the time you settle for friendship. That's why like, I have a thing. Now, there's only one friendship I have that I, with a girl that I, I'm, I'm currently settling, kind uh-huh. of, to an extent, uh-huh. because we're that locked in. Uh-huh. But, like, I, I'm transparent about it. Like, this is how I feel. Whenever I feel tough away, uh-huh. I back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's why I tell girls now, like, if I'm trying to pursue you, we can't be friends. Right. If you reject me, there's no love lost. We be cordial, but we can't be friends because at the end of the day, I'm it's like torture. I'm selling something I don't want. And I've done that before. Like, just trying to keep a friend before... And it's like, I'm torturing myself. I don't want to hear you talk about that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm and it's crazy because I want to be a good friend. I want to be someone you could confide in. But mentally, I'm trying to I'm I'm causing disturbance within myself, trying to make you feel at peace. And I'm I'm messed up hearing that stuff or certain stuff. Like I feel like the problem is men, especially because men are typically pursuers. Mm-hmm. They don't they're not intentional because they try to hide their hand mm-hmm. because they know they say what they want. If they say what they truly want, they may not get it. But then the day. You waste less time doing that. You have to know yourself. And you have sure. to be able to, to know that when 
um, like you said, when you start to feel that kind of that kind of type of way about it, you got to be able to, to to back up off and be like, okay, like my intentions aren't good because one thing one thing that will happen is that once you once you start uh, having a female friend who you actually like and you know they are and you're you're with her you're in the friendship because you like her right not because of any other like how do i say this when you're in a friendship with a female a woman a woman when you're in the friendship with a woman i ain't gonna lie to you i don't i don't really like i don't really like Every girl, I don't think every girl deserves that woman title. But that's a, that's a different. That's a, that's a different. It's crazy. That's a different. Uh, that's a different topic. But um, like, just like, not every guy deserves that that man, that man title. Like, but um, like a little boy. Yeah, but um, when uh, it's it gets to a a point in a friendship where you get to you start to prey on their downfall. Like if if I'm not if I'm not your boy if I'm your friend. And I want to be your boyfriend, and you're not letting me be your boyfriend. Now I'm praying on your downfall. Man, I thought that every... man treats you bad. Exactly. So you see that I'm the one for you. Now, now you start to pray on their downfall for every other man who's in their life, and it's like you're not even being a genuine friend. You no being more. jealous, and you I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I've done that myself. Like I've, I've caught myself getting jealous about stuff, and it's like I shouldn't care. And it's like, like me, I'm very. This is becoming shameless, so I'll be transparent. Mm-hmm. I struggle with lustful thoughts, even though I don't act on them. Of course. With my, with my women friends, like I said, they're all beautiful, like of very course. beautiful. And it's like, dang. Like, there'd be moments I'm just looking at you like, dang, like. Mm-hmm. But then I think to myself, is this really in the best interest of the friendship or the person? Because being a true friend is being more selfless. Mm-hmm. I know if I was to interact with you that way. What would it do to you if you have these certain trust issues or all that stuff? Or I know what you want is not what I want. I just so for like some men, I want some guys will just want sex, and they know it's a girl who wants a relationship strictly, mm-hmm. and you even you 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 dabble with her, you know what I'm saying, entangle with her, and then she gets her feelings hurt, and it's like if you really cared about her, you wouldn't have did it because you know y'all what y'all both want doesn't align, and it's very selfish. That's why I try to like I don't act. Like I said I don't act on it. But like I remember I was telling a girl the other night, and I'm cool with I'm like being transparent, like I struggle with my thoughts. So I that's why I make I like to be transparent about how I feel because I don't want you ever feeling or questioning me. I'll let you know what I'm thinking. But I'm not gonna act on anything. That's why I always also ask when I first hang out with a girl, even if my intentions are actually pure, mm-hmm. is being platonic, what are your boundaries? Cause I don't wanna overstep. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times because especially in a generation, the talking stage and all that stuff plays into role like people hiding their hand mm-hmm. and wanting their cake and eating it too people aren't intentional so it leads to a lot of confusion and hurt feelings whether if you just communicated everything will be so much more simple like i'm gonna tell this one girl that i was trying to mess with and she was telling me something she was telling me about like a dude she was messing with how he was confused mm-hmm. and i remember i was like and excuse excuse my language but i was like no real nigga gonna have you confused because he's gonna tell you what it is and what he wants from you how do you not know what a man wants? Or how do you not know where things are going? Because a man, and I hate to sound like I'm those type of podcasts, mm. but a, a man who really cares about you is going to lead you, or at least not even necessarily lead, he's going to make sure that your feelings are protected. Mm-hmm. So he's going to let you know where he's going. So you can go with him or you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And, and he's going to give you the option. But a lot of men rob women of that option and they settle for friendships. And then they end up being bad friends. Yeah. Um, speaking on that, 
uh, topic of communication. I was talking to my mom last night, and um, she was really kind of just talking to me about um, what it means to be understanding and to be an understanding person, right? She said Miles Monroe um, has this uh, sermon, and he's basically just talking about what it means to understand. It's to stand under somebody else's perspective so if you if you are not able to humble yourself and to be able to stand under um um, their understanding then it gets it's it's not it's going to be a hard a hard uh thing for you to be able to have friends in the first place have meaningful not have friends but have meaningful and fruitful uh friendships because if I if all I'm doing is thinking about you know me myself and I, shout out to Beyonce, it it gets to it gets to a point where nobody's gonna want to be your friend. If all you're doing is is if you're not able to sacrifice for for people you really care about and sacrifice your own pride and your own ego and you know all that other stuff. And first you got to be able to recognize like that you have a. a a pride issue or ego issue or a selfishness issue and that is that is a big thing that I don't really see a lot of, of people in our generation doing like nobody like I said in the last podcast that self-check is so important like and you got, I ain't gonna lie I'm convicted because now I'm thinking about it I'm just yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's so important because and I'm telling you like when I when I sometimes I be having that uh, what's that, what's that word called? Um, they say it all the time. I be seeing um. Oh my goodness! Did you know a synonym? No, it's just like how people. I see a. Bro, I don't know why this word is is not. It's gonna come to you. Highlight. Exactly. But anyways, uh, but yeah, um, to be able to stand under somebody's understanding. And once you start intentionally trying to do that more, uh, I think a lot of friendships will start showing like, okay, is this really a friendship I should be in? Or is this somebody that, you know what I'm saying? I gotta, I gotta distance myself from it. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with having to distance yourself from somebody. It's not like somebody got bad blood. No love lost. Like they might outgrow people. Yeah. Sometimes people might outgrow you. People don't really address that. Sometimes... You have to really acknowledge, like, I'm the, I was the downfall. I can acknowledge. I've been the downfall. It's a bad feeling. <laughs> like, when you know you're wrong, oh, God. It, I, I have to, I've had to recently grieve a lot of uh, friendships and relationships where I had to realize, like, the relationship I was in, this was not supposed to be a relationship. And, and, and looking back at it, I'm like, I was not supposed to be in that relationship. Like, it, that was just supposed to be... Um, somebody that that either I just passed by or somebody that could have been a friend in my life because they were such good people that trying to push a relationship messed up so many messed up so many and you lose out on a whole lot of great friendships when you try to push something that's not there. Now I'm blocked. <laughs> now you. Now you're I'm blocked. sick. <laughs> now you're blocked. It's crazy. It really is crazy. It, 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 it's super wild. And I like how you said you stand. Under someone's mm-hmm. because it gives light to this uh, saying friends lift each other up. So to lift someone, you have to put them above yourself. Exactly. And I feel like a lot of times 
because we are ourselves. We're going most, in it. We always put ourselves first. That's I feel. That's why I think it's interesting. The nature to serve yourself to the point of truth is down in every aspect of our life. To where, shit, you have. I, even I struggle with this, and I I've been working on it. But I and you know, cause like you know, I speak. But like, the letting people have it, mm-hmm. even if I don't agree with you, for the sake of a friendship, I should just let you. Uh, I should just let you have it. I know I don't agree. I know you're wrong. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want, if you don't see you're wrong, I don't want to you're wrong. What what's the point of getting all frustrated and starting a whole argument? Just let people have it for the sake of the relationship. Sometimes, like just knowing when to take the back seat. I feel like relationships aren't fifty fifty. It's give and take. It's about knowing when you're in the driver's seat and then when you're the passenger. But I feel a lot of times people want to be the, in the driver's seat. They don't know how to be the passenger. So they, they, they end up messing with the relationships because they don't know how to see outside the lens of themselves or for themselves. Whereas, like, maybe I should just let this person feel good about themselves in this moment. And like you said earlier, like, it's surprising. Like, because I, I have a bro. Keep what I said earlier about mm-hmm. bros and friends. I have a bro. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I love bro, but he's not my friend solely because you're always in competition with me. You can't, you don't know how to uplift me mm-hmm. if i tell you if i tell you i graduated with a mechanical engineering degree mm-hmm. you say well yeah i did that i i i, I took a class in high school mm-hmm. like really did that before I'm like, <laughs> I'm like or if i'm like oh yeah i did had this accomplishment you got to what you did mm-hmm. or you gotta throw a little joke or try to like downplay it, like mm-hmm. oh, i ain't that hard and it's like bro like you you're not being a good friend because you're always trying to be at the same level as me sometimes you have to uplift me it's okay to be beneath me. And not that I'm better than you, but to uplift someone, you have to be below them. And it's it's, it's about humility. Um, That's facts. I think that a lot of that comes with uh, meeting, kind of the general scope is like meeting people where they are. And I, don't, I believe in that, but I don't at the same time. Tell so me, go on. Well, tell me, not, tell me about, about not, your not belief. Like, what is it? I'm at a point personally in my life mm-hmm. where I feel like establishing boundaries is super important. And it's kind of like, I don't need to meet you where you're at. If we don't align, mm-hmm. I can just distance myself. And then, where, and then, because I feel like I'm more of an all or nothing person mm-hmm. because I don't like having to not truly be myself. I feel like I'm down, if I'm downplaying a part of my personality mm-hmm. just for to keep the peace with you, then I'm not being myself. So why would I meet you where you're at? Where you're at? I'm not saying like I'll never communicate with you. Like I'll be cordial or like check in because I check in. Mm-hmm. But like I don't want to talk or conversate frequently because I'm not really being myself. I'm being a version of myself for you and I'm not even being myself. And I understand like the whole humility thing like know uplift those but it's like like i said demotions not everybody in life is going to be a constant friend so like i said sometimes in life because people don't really value the art of association just having an associate mm-hmm. sometimes i can just demote you and be cool with you and it's probably better because i'm trying to dim myself down and keep a friendship to where if i'm doing myself am i really happy i'm not being my full self that's true. I, I can definitely, I can definitely see that. I think uh, recently, I just, I had an epiphany. Um, I was listening to Thirty Minutes with the Perrys, and they were talking about, um, in a political aspect, how we uh, automatically see people 
as positions, right? So say I'm a Republican, you a Democrat, right? We're friends. Ooh, yeah. I auto I automatically categor categorize you as I say you're a Republican or well, whichever one. I auto I automatically categorize you as that opposition. The opposition, exactly. So everything that you say is 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 I'm I'm gonna dis I'm gonna disagree and I'm gonna you know what I'm saying try to combat you and it's like allow somebody to have the position that they have and I think that's a big a big thing especially with today's culture especially with all the the social movements and stuff like that if you don't agree with me about something people already be like I can't I can't bang with you you might be a great person but because that because you believe that Trump should have been in office. I, I can't I can't bang with you. I see what you're saying, and I I, I not talk in terms of politics, but in mm. terms of like, you can still be cool with people with opposing opinions as long as it's like I said, as long as you have your core values set and it doesn't go against your non-negotiables and your core values. Mm. I feel like you could be cool with anybody. And we could be friends. We could still be cool. I feel like you're right to an extent. We've become very dismissive mm-hmm. to where it's like. If you don't have the same views, I don't want to hear nothing from you. And it's like, like I said, those who seek knowledge or value knowledge, they seek understanding. And it's like, so you have to learn from opposing opinions. Mm-hmm. We learned that in school. You know what I'm saying? You have to address the counter argument. And a lot of people, and I feel like social media plays a role into it because like algorithms show you what you want to hear to the point now we're even more dismissive to opposing beliefs and opinions. And it's like, I feel like you can gain perspective from different people, depending on the topic, because we don't do, like, bigotry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, depending on what you, like, sometimes just hear somebody out for why they feel how they feel, because you don't know no one's story. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know what I'm saying, their story will make sense to you, and it'll allow you to have empathy for them. But exactly. I feel like, I ain't gonna lie, we lack empathy as, as a society. A lot of empathy. And it's crazy you said that because I, I mentioned the whole Trump thing because recently I had a family member who I was uh, visiting I hadn't seen for a while and they told me that they was, you know what I'm saying, not a Trump supporter, but they didn't see Trump as like such a bad person. Like they were like, you know what I'm saying, people be talking about Trump and, you know what I'm saying, but this is what, you know what I'm saying, Obama did or this is what, you know what I'm saying, this person did. And I had to, right, offense is a choice, right? You have to choose if be you're going if you're if you're going to be offended right the way to combat uh shout out to Tim Ross again the way to combat I saw that I saw that episode. the way to combat being offense offense is that offended like, offended my fault okay. <laughs> the way to combat being offended is to be curious and so i had to i had to yeah. ask them it's like why okay so what is it what what is what is your point i had to stand under their understanding what is like what is it that you see um the pros and cons of you know what I'm saying, Trump and different stuff like that, and just sit down and have a conversation with them. And I learned that, like, and I love them to death. They're my they're they're my family member. But I had a lot more um, understanding of where they were coming from and, and what they were seeing, and it it made sense. And I didn't agree with them with everything that they said. And that's there's no problem with 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 that. It's just I was able to really have a lot more. Um, coercion and a lot more, like you said, empathy with with them, and I was able to really bond with them a lot more because I became curious instead of automatically pushing them off. And uh, outside of the political realm, like that's what we have to do with anything. If somebody is, if you have, if you're in a friendship and 
uh, somebody, one of your friends are, I don't know, they, they're really, uh, you could say anything. Say y'all don't agree on a certain issue with a, a like family or, or just anything. You have to be able to, uh, instead of offense being your first choice you have to switch that to a mindset of being curious and trying to understand them and stand under their understanding for sure and i definitely feel as if in terms of like empathy mm-hmm. like i said everybody has a story and most of our opinions are formed by two emotions mm-hmm. pain and happiness mm-hmm. and it's kind of like when you don't listen to somebody's reasoning, you to an extent you deny the humanity because context. People hate to say this, but context matters more than you think it does. It matters actually a whole lot, and I've always been big on that. Like mm-hmm. people, like they're so just they hear a sentence and they're just shut out, you know, saying what someone got to say, and it's like they're a bad person. I I don't want to associate with them. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you read the whole article, you would understand the perspective, oh, and 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 it, and it brings more light to why that sentence makes sense. Exactly. But a lot of stuff is taken out of context. But people are so dismissive. And I find, like, as an adult, it's kind of harder to make friends because, one, people already establish in their mindset most of the time. Facts. But also, it's kind of like, because you all you hang with people hang with who are, like, who are like-minded. But like I said, people aren't really open a lot of times to opposing, you know, opinions. And I feel as if, um, I don't really, be- like, like, me personally, I don't like arguing. So I'm doing arguing stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, for you, in my opinion, for you to not have friends with differentiating opinions, it shows that you're limited in your thinking, in my opinion. So, call it what you will, but I, I, I feel like it's, that's what makes it harder. I feel like a lot of people are who are older are limited. Like they're saying, it's, it's hard to teach your old dog new tricks. It, it, one, I had to really kind of learn that's that's more of like a, a to me it like a control issue right if if I can't if I'm not able to control your viewpoints or if I'm not able to control the fact that uh, you and I have to think the same thing right that's because that's the mindset it's like yeah. if you are not if you and I are not thinking the same thing about uh, if not every topic most topics yeah. Then we we cannot be friends, and that, like you said, that completely shuts out your your experience to be able to learn and to be able to grow in wisdom. And it's it's really uh, a, a difficult process to be able to uh, grow as a person if you're not allowing other people to help you do that with different kind of perspectives and 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 of that such but yeah friendship and identity i feel like a lot of times like your identity can be found in friendships Mm -hmm. or it can add to yours but a lot of times we when you don't accept people for who they are and their opinions you deny them as a person and that's what causes a lot of conflict and i feel like a lot like i said earlier a lot of friendships i don't feel are truly genuine because most things in life are transactional mm-hmm. but people aren't aware of how theirs are what and they don't really ask themselves what am i what am i getting from this friendship and i and i feel like even in healthy relationships you're supposed to ask yourself that too what do i provide and what am i getting out of this 
And if anything is external rather than internal, mm-hmm. then that's where a lot of stuff goes wrong. And like those, it goes back to your values. And like I said, you know, because iron sharpens iron. That's why I think it is important to be around like-minded people, but also go to places where you can learn. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like traveling. You got to go to different cultures to really appreciate it and understand. And it'll give you light insights like how blessed you are or how maybe how different and how much blessed they are. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's important to get, you know what I'm saying, gain different perspectives and opinions from different people who are different-minded. And that's why I said earlier, uh, platonic relationships with the opposite sex is very essential or whatever you identify as. It was really nice. I was just thinking about, um, you know, I stay over there where... Uh, don't let people know that. I don't, they don't even know where, unless they know Sean. But I was about to say, I stay over there where, you know, Sean. And I always think about them, them s'mores. More yes, them just, oh my gosh. Because I'm a sucker for... Um, learning, just listening to people and, and learning their stories and, and I would literally love to be able to go up to people on the street and just be like so tell me like everything that's happened in your life. For I've seen those TikToks. And it's like amazing like I absolutely just love hearing what people have to go through and I one, I realized I have to start doing that with people closest to me and not just my friends but a lot of times with your with your parents, your parents, your well, family, your parents, parents. exactly. Because sure. a lot of people dismiss. We're at the age now, right? I heard a quote again from Tim Ross. He said, um, "His he had got into a, a, a into trouble with his dad, and his his dad told him he was like, one day we're gonna be really good friends. Until that day, I'm your father. Because the season that we're in right now is you have to you have to obey me." Cause he was, you know, a lot younger. He wasn't old enough, but he has to obey because he's under his roof, and you know what I'm saying. He's living with them, and like you have yeah. to obey and and follow my rules because you're in my house, and that's like, you know what I'm saying. I think that's a little. That was just the generation that 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 they was in. You know, For these sure. days it's a little bit different, but very different. It's it's it. <laughs> you have to be able to uh, uh, realize that um, your your parents are are you basically like there's nothing you are them there is show. nothing new under the sun it, I ain't gonna lie read Ecclesiastes hey. it says that so many <laughs> times there is there is no temptation that is uh not common to man I forgot what the verse was but there's nothing yeah there's like no temptations uh, that's uncommon therefore like you can get out of it basically exactly so basically all, all, all the stuff your parents been through and I really had to learn like my mom told me something and and I was like, what? I was like, I never even knew my mom had went through that. And so now I'm kind of in a stage where I'm trying to be more intentional about learning my parents and learning um, the stuff that they've been through and learning their background and their upgrowing and stuff because now I have a lot more. Because it's at the stage now, my parents, they're not going to tell me what to do because, you know what I'm saying, I move autonomously and, and a lot more independently now. So, you know, the stuff that that it's not like, you know what I'm saying, they paying for all my stuff now, or you know what I'm saying, I have a lot more responsibility, so, you know, you just have a lot more freedom, so it's at a point now where my, my parents, I have to really start investing in a friendship with my parents, and I don't think a lot of a lot of people really recognize that, like, you can be friends, and I, some people have great friendships with their parents, and they had them at, like, in middle school, and I was like, dang, like, you and your mom are best friends, like, 
Sheesh, my mom be still be trying to whoop me. I'm I'm in middle school. I'm sitting there. Sheesh. I'm sitting there. Uh, 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 Pouting. Exactly. I'm sitting there sick in Stuck class because my mom just, just whooped me. But rightfully so, you know, some things I had to be able to learn. So, but yeah. I found the verse. Okay, what's up? Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9. History merely repeats itself. It has all been done before. Nothing under the sun is truly new. Facts. And I think that's important. I feel like, like I, we we had this talk like in the summer because mm-hmm. I believe that's something I've really been like focusing on, acknowledging the humanity of others, mm-hmm. even your parents. So even when I had a discussion with my parents recently, like because I I, I, was gonna say, I I no respect. I'm not gonna say I check them, mm-hmm. but I hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. Right. <coughs> oh wow. Yeah, Ooh. Right there. The damn devil. <laughs> <laughs> but hey. as I was saying, dang. But like <laughs> the devil of my he, he trying to get he trying mm-hmm. he, he trying to mess this up. But now I'll, I'll be talking my parents like a lot of times I'm like oh you're wrong. Sometimes you know parents will be like oh you trying to say I'm a bad parent mm-hmm. and I'd be like nah I acknowledge you're a person. Mm-hmm. You're merely a person. You do bad and good. It doesn't make you less of anything because I, I you know mm-hmm. I don't believe in the concept of good people or bad people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just think we're people. Mm-hmm. Dang, choking. But I just believe we're people, to be honest. Some do good more than others. Some do bad more than others. And context matters. Mm-hmm. Why are they doing it? Facts. Who knows? And like how you say, like being friends, I, I kind of look at everybody as children, kind of. Because mm-hmm. everything, every trauma you have, most stuff stems to your childhood and your inner child. So like even having a relationship, a friendship with your parents can like definitely for sure like you know what I'm saying? Heal their inner child. And shout out my book club. Shout out Reagan for choosing the book. Mm-hmm. I've read the book called um, Saving Ruby King. And like, it get, it, it's one of the few books I've ever read that gets perspectives. Like, the the characters, each character is talking. Even where, even the church, like the building is talking mm-hmm. about their person, what they see. And I, it gives so much insight because we're so quick, or people are so quick to dismiss even their parents. Like, they're this, they're this, and this. And it's like, you really don't know their story. No, I don't condone people's actions, but you genuinely don't know their story. Don't. And that really gives a lot more, like you said, empathy to, to who they are when you learn their story. Um, it's it, it's a, I'm telling you, it's, I, I be feeling so, like, just recently, I had to, I'm trying to make some time out for uh, uh, learning. Uh, actually, never mind. I'm not going to get too specific with that. But yeah, um, so when when you have that difference in opinion with your parents, right? And I think I said this at the in the last podcast, not being dishonest at the sake of honoring. Um, yep. That di- when we say it also, this ease causes this ease. Exactly. So when when you got that that difference in opinion with your parents, you know some situations that might have happened, you might have thought. Hey, like, dang, that whatever when you did that, that really kind of made me feel some type of way, and then you know they're like, well, there's a and and not to say that that they're wrong or something, but allowing yourself to be honest about how you how you felt and uh, how that affected you without being uh, dishonoring to them and. When you get to a point where uh, 
you really mature. And um, let me tell you right now, and I haven't been always the most mature, but I am going to speak on not everybody is mature enough, first of all, to have that kind of conversation and not be able to blow up, right? Because it's as soon as discipline. somebody is able, to, exactly, as soon as somebody doesn't have the discipline and is not able to receive uh, um, and have a conversation, it blows up and, you know what I'm saying, you get the fuss and then it's, then it's impossible to have that kind of conversation. So, uh, being able to, I think, pull, not pull your parents to the side, but sit down and have a conversation and be like, yo, when you did that, that really hurt me and, and they're going to respect the honesty. And that's with that's some will. We can't guarantee. Okay, that. Yeah, some some parents are gonna res- not all parents, but like you said, some of them. And the same thing with your friendships or or friendships that you have or um, friendships that you're trying to build. Uh, when when you're honest, right? It always it always has a a, a good uh, return. It out. Yeah. Uh, nah. Not in it's, the moment, but eventually mm. coming full circle. I don't believe that to be true. You don't think so? From personal experience, I know that not to be true. Not because a lot of, and I can acknowledge, uh, some a lot of relationships I had in my life were very one-sided. Mm-hmm. So it's me taking care of your feelings, me nurturing yours. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of times I realized, and a lot of some, and not like even mine, but others too. A lot of friendships is very one-sided. So the moment you address. That you're upset and you need that emotional support. They're not there. I've seen it, experienced it. It's not always true. Like we don't value honest. A lot of people, and they, like like say read class Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. It speaks on how like you know like I hate, I can't call them that, but a lot of people are fools. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't actually truly like honesty because, like I said, you have I believe there's two types of people, emotional and logical. And not saying illogical, but don't use their know how to process their emotions. Mm-hmm. And people who are emotional don't have logic. But typically, I feel like people who are too emotionally emotionally based, mm-hmm. they don't use a lot of logic. And emotions like, don't seek solutions; they seek validation. So if I'm telling you how you did something wrong and how it hurt me, mm-hmm. you're because most things are run by the ego. You're not gonna process it properly. And a lot of people don't, and I, I I've seen it firsthand. And like a lot of people, I realize when they're wrong, they will avoid you. So if you tell them how you hurt them sometimes, they're they not have a good return because they might just avoid you. Well, I'm I'm thinking a good return in the fact that maybe that's not somebody you should it definitely be, isn't be hanging out with. Right? I mean, everything always works out. So like, yeah, in that in that sense, yeah, you're definitely right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what's meant to be will always be. So if somebody like listen, like you, you had that prayer before. It's like God remove who's not for me. <laughs> I'm telling you, you fall out with people you never thought you'd fall out with. Yeah. But they either really think to yourself, it's not for me. Like, when you really, like, think about it, like, if I could fall out with somebody over this, something that's so small that could be a simple conversation, yeah. then they don't need me being in my life for the long run anyway. Or if I feel like what I, my, me being myself that bothers you, then not saying I wasn't wrong. Because I acknowledge, I felt a lot of times, like I said, the ands, not the buts. Mm-hmm. Not one thing, and but the other. If you acknowledge... That like sometimes even though the chair might be in the wrong, but someone can't work with stuff, then everything worked out. And sometimes, like I would say, if you feel you gotta cut me off to better yourself as a person, mm-hmm. I'm all for it because if I'm holding you back or you feel that way, I'm all for your progression. Cut me off. It might hurt me. I'm not saying I'm not gonna be hurt. Come to care, but 
Do what you gotta do. I think um, a lot of a times um kind of get possessive over, uh, like you said, uh, cutting people off, and, and it's hard for people to cut people off because you start to get possessive over that friendship, and it's like, it's like a, you never are able to grieve uh, being able to lose that friendship. Like you start to really start to really think like this is like this is my friendship like like there's no um way that this person is not going to want to be my friend at some point like there's no way like they're it's possessive it's, for real. It's, it's very possessive. it's like you you're not able to to allow somebody to say yo like like it's probably best if, if we move forward and and not move together and and it's like being able to um, recognize that uh, a friend is 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 not necessarily for you right in the, right then in that season, um, it's a it's a hard thing because I myself have had to uh, learn not to try to force uh, a friendship, and sometimes I'll I'll, I'll be overly uh, hopeful with people and be like yo. Like of course you know what I'm saying we can be friends and you know what I'm saying start start really uh, just getting real lax and relaxed of of not uh, forcing um, how do I say not forcing the other person and kind of confiding in being a friend when I'm not supposed to be their friend. Like, God, like God will clearly tell them, like, yo, like, this person is, not, like, you're not supposed to be messing with them. And I'd be like, but God, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm understanding. Exactly. Like, I understand them. Like, like there's some stuff that I'm able to be able to learn from them and, and you know, they can learn from me. And, you know, it's like, no, like, dude, just let them go. Just let oh. them go. Just let them go. Let them go. Let them go. It's not worth it. It is not worth it. For sure. So, uh, and then being able to grieve that, like you said, sometimes if, if you need to need to sit down and have a bowl of ice cream or sit down and, and cry For sure. about losing a friend, you got to do it. And then, you know, keep it pushing. The Lord says, I am with you. Yeah. Like keeping friendships for the sake of keeping friendships. I've done that and I, I ain't gonna lie, I be in the same boat as you, man. Like, I'd be like, man, I've been so cool with this person so long. I, I think the problem is for every investment, relationships are investments, mm-hmm. you expect a return. Sometimes it's like, it's like stocks. Sometimes it's not gonna make no profit. You know what I'm saying? But also, I, I, I'm gonna tie it in together when I say the statement. Mm-hmm. The concept of karma is dangerous. Mm-hmm. I like to say you, you reap what you sow better. Thanks. I think like planting, right? Mm-hmm. Because where you plant, people always say the grass is green where you water it. Mm-hmm. That's not true. What soil are you watering it in? Because if you're watering a soil that soil that's too dry, mm-hmm. you're not going to reap any fruit. Facts. Or if you what seed is what seed are you planting? Because if you plant a bad seed, you'll reap bad that's fruit. Good. So that's, that's important because with well, karma is it, it, karma breeds entitlement. Which I'll elaborate on because people don't, people, when it comes to the whole thing of karma, if I'm a good person, I'll get a good friend, I'll get a good relationship. Mm. I, I get something good. Right? 
I always hate the word. You know, I hate the word deserve because who are you to say what you deserve? Because who are you? Who are you to weigh the scales of karma? And who are you to say what you get? You don't know the scales. You can't determine what you get. And that leads into the whole good person, bad person. I, and I don't like it. Because uh-huh. I said it's dangerous. Good people. The whole concept of good people is dangerous. Uh-huh. So is karma. Because with karma, right? People always expect to get what they want. And then it's like when bad stuff happens, it's like, why? Motive matters and why you do stuff. Because I don't, a lot of stuff you think is good. Is it really mm-hmm. good or you should be doing that? Mm-hmm. Just saying. So that's why I think it's hey. dangerous. You reap what you sow is a better thing that's applicable to more situations than karma. Because mm-hmm. karma's dangerous. And that's why I like people are bad friends. Right. They feel like they, I did, I posted you on Instagram. You have to post me on Instagram. And like you're worried about the wrong things. You're not worried about the fact that they're for you every time you need them. You're worried about an Instagram post. Exactly, bro. Oh my goodness. First of all, what you said, a lot of people uh, think they're doing good things or are they just like, is that like the standard basically? Like you think just because you meet the standard that you're a good person. I mean, I'm just caring. Like I always, like I was there for the like the girls be like, I'll be there for him. I was a good girl and I deserve this. One, you're not acknowledging you have vested interest. Therefore, there's a motive. Like what like what was you supposed to do? You supposed to be a bad person? Like I don't like mm. I I don't understand that. Like what if you are if being a good person is is so good and it's not your standard then what is your standard? If if, if you sitting there like I listen arc. to you, I, I, <laughs> you sitting there like I listen to you, I I tried to I try to do this for you, I try to do that for you, like it's basic stuff. It's like, dude, is that not like the? And I think that's a big difference between this generation and the generation of like our grandparents, like, like with chivalry. Yes, like just doing stuff that just because Anime. that is, <laughs> yeah, that is just the the right thing to do like just because you're doing the right thing automatically jumps to oh this is i'm a good person because i do the right thing and it goes into like men's how to make like i was saying earlier like the whole good guy arc because because you treated her like a human being you feel entitled to sex or a relationship and it's like what or even then oh i was i expected to be treated good because i listened to him and he, he did this and i did this and it's like that's what you should be doing the, like I said, the concept of good people and karma leads to entitlement, and that's why a lot of people, they do a lot of messed up things because they feel like they're deserving something because they're doing something they should do. Like, if you're being, if you're, like I said, if you're a good person, being good should be the standards. Why does it make you good? And what does it mean to be good? If you have the tools to help others, you should. You, if you have those resources. But, and then like I said, if you're helping those you have a vested interest in, is it truly genuine? You want something from this person, whether it be a friendship or relationship. So how can I say you're a good person? Uh, I, when you uh, start to try to count, count the favors or count the uh, the times that that you feel like you've been a bad person, you have no room to be able to to count the times that first of all somebody else did something for you, and Ooh. also to be able to uh, recognize that there there is no counting like there is no there is no especially in, in a christian uh mindset like if i were to sit there and try to if, if jesus were to come and sit there and try to count all the good things that that he did for you like you would you wouldn't even like you know what i'm saying you wouldn't even be able to fathom like compare compared comparatively like it it's 
it gets to a point, and even when, um, when it feels like nobody is, is you know, a, when you're in that space where it feels like, you know, nobody's, nobody's uh, good to me, or, you know what I'm saying, nobody is giving what I'm giving to them. And just give, like, just... And what are you looking for? I, like, I, I remember I was having a question with my father the other day. We were talking mm-hmm. about, like, um, being kind and being taken advantage of. Because it's a balance. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you're giving, really ask, why are you giving? Because deep down in your... And you might never realize this. Sometimes when you're giving so much, you're hoping for something. Mm-hmm. Like people with a savior complex, which I used to be. You're hoping that because you save somebody, they're going to care for you right. or they're going to need. And a lot of times people, they use people needing them as a crutch to catch them in their life. And it's like, really, why? Really ask, so why am I doing this? And really genuinely open with yourself, especially in friendships. Like, why? really ask, so why am I friends with this individual? And then a lot of times you really think to yourself, it's probably not as genuine. Like, I don't think most people are genuine. And I feel like I have no shame in saying like I know like like I said like I told you especially like women like I'll let you know what's on my mind like mm-hmm. when I saw you I thought this of you and I wanted this da 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 but I'll let you know because I don't want you ever feeling as if you don't know where my head is at out of respect for you as a woman as a human not just as a human being just being transparent but a lot of people like, they ain't gonna do that for real for real because you know why people aren't very genuine. And most people are out for self in every aspect, even with friendships. You see the same way how, like, you know, they be saying, I ain't gonna lie, men are more gold diggers than women. The moment a man gets on, now you in the comments with the gorilla emotion, mm-hmm. the black heart. <laughs> like, He's oh, like, y'all was never talking in high school. You Now now y'all bros mm-hmm. because you see him, got he got a nice belt on Facts. and got some Amiri's on. Facts. Like, All right. But, like, a lot of people, they're very opportunistic even when it comes to relationships and they're the term I think believe hypergamous mm. and they always try to go better and people try to say it's just strictly women who are like that men are just the same way in there I said I feel like men don't do it in relationships they do it with their friendships and we we've experienced it yeah I ain't gonna throw no sh- I ain't gonna throw no shade yeah. but I, we've experienced like I've experienced friends switching up on me because they felt some people were cooler than me yeah. so they switch up on me and it's like dang it, it's hard to be a good person generally because they don't uh, exist. a lot of times <laughs> a lot of times it's hard to say you're a good person and not less good and and good people who are you know who do good things um, a lot of times like you said they kind of trying to seek a return on their investment when a lot of times uh, you're never going to see that return and uh, when when you try to do something good for somebody um, you have to be able to accept that. Um, you never see nothing. You're, you're, you're might, you might not see no kind of, no kind of progress, no kind of nothing. Like uh, when you're trying to um, take somebody in, in a let's talk in like a mentor space, right? Say yeah. you're mentoring somebody, and you're giving them, you know, a lot of uh, trying to feed them a lot of wisdom and, and knowledge and stuff like that, and and you're like, dang, like this person is the same person. You have to be. Able, able to realize I think we said this last podcast God doesn't work on your timetable like he allows allow God to change somebody that's not on your time right and it gets and you have to be able to accept the fact like you know when I when I do a good deed like I'm just doing a good deed like that's 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 just I have a question leaving it out like that yeah do you feel as if 
you can mend. Like, say you fall out with somebody. Do you mm-hmm. feel like you could mend and forge a new friendship with that person after some time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Ooh, that's I, good. I think, uh, <laughs> what do you think? It depends on what they did. Uh-huh. I feel like if, it, if it's a non-negotiable, and or if I haven't fully healed from it, because I feel like with healing, mm-hmm. I feel like we haven't learned how to properly heal. None of us were taught how to properly heal, because healing can take years. Yeah. It can take months. There's no time for, for healing, because, which we're going to get into after this, grief has no timetable. Mm-hmm. And I say grief because losing relationship is like relationship dying, or it's dead. Yeah. It's grief. You lost relationship. And I feel like that could take some time. So, I mean, I feel like depending on what they did, I'm open to it, but only if it's for the right reasons and they're in it for the right reasons. So, yeah. Uh, what do you, what do you look for in, in a friendship? I look for transparency, wisdom, someone I can learn from, honesty, very important, respect, and someone I can enjoy myself with, but also, you know what I'm saying, relationship with God. But I have friends who aren't Christian, mm-hmm. and that's okay too. As long as you have a strong moral compass, you know what I'm saying, then I could still befriend you because I could also learn from you too. Mm-hmm. But people who are open-minded too, open-mindedness is very important to me. And cons- considerate. Mm-hmm. Being considerate, that's non-negotiable. And considerate, it's a non-negotiable for me. How about yourself? Um, you gotta be able to do your work, and you gotta be able to to be able to. Check it's like yourself. a teacher, you said that. Like you gotta be able to do do your own work, like accountability. Exactly, like if if you're not able to, and it's it's no problem. But I'm talking about people like friends, like if if in my circle, if you're if you're not able to to do your own work and and call your own your own mess ups and, and your own mistakes and stuff and be mm. able to work on yourself it's it's yeah you should have to tell them the wrong all the time exactly it's like now nah, I feel like I'm I'm judge jury and executioner it, it's you have to be able to, to to do your own work and then also um uh, like you said uh, have an open mind and be able to what oh, the willingness to learn, right? You don't have to have necessarily a, a the open mindedness. Yeah. You don't have to have all of that, but if you're willing and and able to be like, okay, I want to be able to learn something new, or I want to be able to see this perspective, or you know, you don't have to know everything, but if if you have a hunger to know a little bit more every day, then that's real, bro. I can I can definitely rock with you. The willingness to change or adapt. Exactly. That's important. Some people are aren't willing to actually like change. Yeah. Cause I have a friend. I remember. I have a friend. I remember this man was saying. I don't know how he was wrong. I leave facts, all that stuff, mm-hmm. and he was like, "You think what you think. I think what I think." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "It's my opinion." I'm saying, if you at least got if it no if it's disproven and it's actually a fact that you're wrong, mm-hmm. that's no longer opinion. Mm-hmm. It's a fact that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. So I, my opinion, you have yours. And I'm like, you're a stubborn dude. And mm. I kind of, and I really don't value that. I'm like, like the will, the ability to adapt and change and grow is very essential because you're always growing as a person and the relationships always, relationships fluctuate. They're always going to change. And I feel like a lot of people don't acknowledge the importance of being able to change 
in relationship and out. So change and grow with your friends, but as well grow as an individual too, all at once. Yeah, I I can't bang with nobody who who won't say that that they're wrong. Like not, that boils my blood. Not the fact that that they don't uh, they don't see that they're wrong, but the fact that they know that they're wrong and it's they will it. not be like, yo, I messed up. Like if you can't say I messed up, and the amount of people in my life who have who I've seen not just be like, yo, like, that's my bad. Like, I messed up on that. Like, I shouldn't have done it. It's crazy. Because it's like, Boy, what? are you serious? But then again, like, you know, uh, later down the road, like you said with that question, later down the road, if they're able to, you know, show repetitive uh, signs that they're able to do that, you know, maybe then we can be friends. But, but hey, I was I was at a point where I wasn't able and still, I'm still working. I, not all the time I'm able to uh, confess, especially in the moment. If it's a heated moment and I'm like, like I really don't want to bang with you right now, but yeah. you still have to be able to get back around. But I, I'm sure there's a lot of people who might watch this or who might see a snippet or something and be like, Angel, uh, I do those sides and not a good dude either. Hey, you know, it's is I have a lot of stuff that that I'm working on. Like I said, the last podcast, and most of the stuff we talked about is stuff that ain't no shame. We are still working through stuff that we are still. Uh, it's just stuff that we see in our lives in our 20-some years of living. I'm okay with being the bad guy. I could be the villain. Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to be the good guy in everybody's story. Because right. how you perceive me is out of my control. And I know sometimes, like, how how you treat others is more to do with you than them. And that's why, like, you shouldn't take stuff personal or be offended by certain stuff. Mm-hmm. Because not to hurt, in most cases, no one meant to hurt you. You're just collateral damage. Mm. They ain't mean her. You're just collateral damage. You're kind of like a car in a Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> you, get, you might get your, you might get destroyed, no, but it wasn't on purpose. Them cars be getting messed up in the Marvel movies. I'd be so surprised looking at the movie and you know everybody just running, but they don't really talk about you know. Were they really in good hands? Exactly. Like all state did not stand, but so Jake from State Farm was not there. They is not gonna believe you. Exactly. So how do you for our last topic? How do you grieve? Or a friendship in a healthy manner. Me personally, yes. And how do people? How do you feel like people should like try to process? I'm still, like I said, I'm still learning the the process of grief because I I didn't really think about grieving our friendship since like maybe like the summertime. Like I just started to really learn that I have to be able to grieve friendships. But that process comes with, um, one, just accepting uh, the seasons of life or whatever season I'm in and whatever season they're in. If the more I I accept um, being able to know that this season that I'm in, I'm I, I'm I'm not I don't have the luxury to have them as a friend. Like I don't have the the ability to be able to be a friend for them or them to be a friend to me. Like, I'm not able to do that. So when I think about grieving, I have to, or when I am grieving, I have to be able to come to uh, a practical terms and a realization that uh, this is not going to work, right? And I have to kind of tell myself over and over again, like, in the season that, that I am in and the season that they are in, this friendship is not going to work. And then, you know, just... For me, is heavily relying on God. Like, God, I've really been focusing on uh, God is with you. Like, just that statement 
of, of God being with you. And I think that kind of applies to every area with me in my life, just somebody being with you. And, uh, and if, if I'm a friend and, you know, I, my friend is going through a grief process or something, just being able to say that, yo, I'm, I'm with you. Like, you know, whatever, whatever you do going through, whatever it takes, just somebody to be like, yo, I'm with you is, is like a real, is like a real, uh, big comfort. So, you know, that's, that's, that's basically my, my grief process. I might take a couple of days. I'm not a big blocker though. I don't really be blocking people. Me neither. I try not to, unless it's like a spam caller. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I'm in the process of trying to learn how to grieve too. I feel like one of the struggles with me even grieving, I think I struggle on how to feel my feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, like allow my like I like I, I go to therapy or whatever, mm-hmm. but like. I can understand and process my feelings, like process it, like why I feel how I feel, but actually allowing myself to actually like feel it in its totality, because I'll feel it then process mm-hmm. and analyze and write it, you know, break it down, write it down. Fact, fact, fact. But like emotions are meant to be felt, mm-hmm. so allowing myself to truly feel the sadness in its totality, mm-hmm. or like to mourn the relationship, like truly, mm-hmm. I kind of struggle with that. So that's why I asked because I, I, I even said like I'm going through it too. So maybe we're all going through it together or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like it kind of sucks because it's like nothing really lasts forever. And it's kind of like how you said like no matter how much you in, like invest or implant into a relationship, you may not get a proper return. And I, we were speaking about earlier, you asked a question or you brought up how like um, being honest mm-hmm. can like it's going to reach something good. Mm-hmm. It does, but also like truth hurts or honesty can lead to places of pain like I've known I've expressed stuff to people like oh you've hurt me in this way and they didn't even acknowledge the message or didn't acknowledge what I said and that, and that's one of the things it's like dang it's kind of like you're mourning a closed casket mm-hmm. you're not even get to, I don't even get to see the body I'm it's a closed casket on that funeral mm-hmm. and it's kind of hard to process it. I can't I'll probably never see that bond again but it's like it goes back to our, our last episode like like, like the phase I'm in is like accepting it, like acknowledging, and accepting. That's just what it is. Acknowledging where, like you said, where they are, where I am. But the, but the process I need to like personally that I'm going through is fully allowing myself to feel those emotions. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, we'll have to tack on that too. Is feeling, feeling the those feelings and allowing yourself to sit in them. But, but don't linger in them. Yeah, not staying in them, but you know, just taking a moment, whether that's a day, a couple of days. If it gets up to a month, it's like okay, it's going a little long. But you know, not grief doesn't have no timeline. But you know, you know when you're starting to sit in into it a little too long. But you know, when you like I said, you know, it was crazy, bro. What? Sometimes I grieve relationships before they're over. Or I'm in the process of grieving before they're over. Facts. You know, like I, I know it's like, it's like, it's kind of like I feel like I'm in the High School Musical two movie, mm-hmm. and it's like that one song like I gotta go my own way. Like I, I know, I know I have to move on. <laughs> like I know I have to move on and be who I am before I even like acknowledge that like this is not working out. But I feel it like I know it's coming to that point where it's like it's not in our best interest to be friends, but it's like no love lost, and it hurts me. That's why like for example sometimes like. 
in the past, like, like I do this one girl, and I was telling her, like, I can't be friends. I, like, I care for you too much. I genuinely can't be your friend. We never just be friends. Never. Because I care for you way too much yeah. for me to just be your friend. It's torturing me. Yeah. And it's like having to mourn it before I even, those words even leave my mouth. It's like, dang. You, I want to say, uh, especially with women, they, they do that a lot. The first thing a woman will do is detach. They detach, detach before they leave right, physically, they detach mentally. They themselves emotionally before yeah. they actually uh, detach physically. And that's like... But guys do it too, but we do it differently. Yeah. You ever heard they be like, you know, when a guy just getting mean, that means he's, he don't like you no more. Yeah. <laughs> Man, but yeah, I think everything else we got it. Nah, I think that was a... I ain't gonna lie, that was a good, but kind of heavy on me. I ain't gonna I'm lie. I'm not gonna lie, that was heavy on me too. Because I'm still going through some of these projects <laughs> and stuff, my stuff, so I'm like, I'm really looking like, just saying like, you said some stuff, I'm like... Oh, man, I'm just thinking like, dang. <laughs> that was heavy on me too. Hey, if somebody if somebody watches this and they're like, yeah, that dude Josiah is not a good friend, please hit hit my DM and just be like, yo, you wasn't a good friend and, and, and I'll absolutely have space for you to be able to uh, let me know what it is that, that you felt or something like that. I really want to be start being able to... to Reconcile, not reconcile, but be able to be at peace with everyone. Is what the Bible says. Exactly. If it is in your your power to be at peace with everyone, so this is this is me being, and I might not not have known I did something. So I'm trying to be able to, you know. And I actually good thing you said that. One thing I realized a lot of times people don't give their friends a grace. People act like we're symbiotic. Like if you're around me all the time, I'm supposed to just know. And this goes to relationships too, like mm-hmm. that are romantic. And it's like, you have to communicate because no matter how much I'm around you, I can't read your mind. Mm -hmm. And it's not fair to just, you know, be harsh and assume people should just know better. Mm -hmm. Because people aren't always going to know. People, we all grew up differently. So we respond, we have different triggers. Mm -hmm. We respond to different, uh, different reactions differently. So for you to like, just assume somebody's supposed to understand and fully grasp what they should and shouldn't do to you, Mm -hmm. that you didn't communicate it. It's not fair. And I feel like that's why also, I think that's the biggest downfall for a lot of relationships, platonic and romantic. Like, people be like, well, you did this and you didn't even think how it made me feel or you did this. And it's like, yes, that person might be wrong. They hurt your feelings so they're wrong. But also it's like, communicate your hurt to others. That's what makes a bond strong anyway. People don't communicate what they're upset about. They just assume you're supposed to know. And that's not fair. We're all humans. I'm not Professor X. Mm-hmm. I can't. I, I can't read your mind. Like you gotta let me know what I did wrong, because me, as well as him. But there's a lot of people who are willing to actually change their behaviors and adapt. But but should you don't tell people or communicate, you do them a disservice and you hold them hostage. I think I who said that Erica Campbell. Mm-hmm. She said when you don't communicate, you hold people hostage, and, and it's not fair a lot of times because certain things. That you say that I do or did or what you didn't communicate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just a misunderstanding. I may say something and you misheard me. Like I really lost one of the close relationships to me off of something that she misheard, mm-hmm. but she never communicated it until it was to to the point where she told me like I resented you for that. It turns out she really misheard me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I didn't say that. I said this. Mm-hmm. And she's like oh, and it's like you ruined the whole relationship because you didn't speak up for what, what bothered you. And that's a lot of people, you don't, you do people a disservice when you don't communicate or speak up. That's literally the story of 
in my past 20 years of life, I really just started communicating. I was not a big communicator, so that's something I'm currently, that was, that was like a dart. It's like you just took an arrow and just pointed at me and just shot it at me right there. And you know, like, we going through the same stuff, because like, remember like, I hit you this summer, and I'm like, even with your closest friends, like, you know what I'm saying? You grow closer by sharing what hurts you. Yeah. And I'm like going through a spree of just being like, oh, this hurt me, this hurt me, this hurt me. They care about you. They'll respond in a certain way. They'll change. They'll apologize. Yeah. But like I hold you hostage by never telling you and holding love resentment against you. Because I feel like the problem with most relationships, people don't realize a lot of relationships, people hold resentment to the people closest to them. Mm-hmm. They don't see it, though, because they never addressed it. But that's why you're so like side-eye. Like mm-hmm. side-eye. Like because you resent them. You love them. But you resent them because you never address what really hurts you. And the more you're around them, it's like you get closer to them. But the closer proximity you are, you, like I said, you see their blemishes. So you're low-key. You're starting to gain and build resentment towards somebody you're close to. Start communicating. Don't hold people hostage. That's all, that's all I got to say. I'm not going to lie to you. This this don't, like you said, this don't was heavy. I'm kind of... I ain't going to lie. I'm kinda, it kind of got my body fatigued. Yeah. But like he said... If I hurt you in, in life in any capacity, um, let me know. I'll openly apologize. And like I said, we don't gotta be friends. We gotta we don't gotta mend nothing. But at the same time, I genuinely wanna apologize as well as you know what I'm saying. Be open to a conversation. And you can even tell me what I could do better. Cause you by you, I can't treat people better unless I know what I'm doing wrong. So that's all from me. That's all from him. Sheesh. We'll see y'all next week. See y'all, man. Oh, damn. Ooh.